You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of Coleman Power Organic Fitness Podcast. This week's episode is completely solely on the topic of understanding foods for weight loss. So for most people, whatever their fitness goal is, understanding foods is key. But a lot of people that I mentor and coach, whether they're on the organic fitness program or not, or I chat to them on a regular basis, they have to understand these key fundamental facts. And I'll run through as both the different topics that we'll be discussing in this week's show, and then I'll get further into it. So if you want to fast forward two different areas of it, we are breaking up in roughly 10 minute sections since these podcasts are 30 minutes long. So it's that idea that the negatives of processed foods are the first topics we'll be talking about. We'll be talking about then moving on to every food is broken up into three main categories. These are protein, a healthy fat or trans fats, followed by a carbohydrate. Those are the three macronutrients where the body runs off. Then we're going on to understanding how much foods to eat to maintain your weight to, I suppose, build muscle or this topic we're discussing predominantly in this week's show is weight loss. And then the always foods to have and the always foods not to have. And that's pretty much the run through of this week's episode. So straight up, back up to the top, we'll go with foods. Eating more real foods reduces the intake of processed foods. There's no major advantage of adding in processed foods to your diet. And the quote that comes to mind is, a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips, but not for the fact that we can most certainly remove and improve our overall body composition with understanding these fundamental facts right here. Okay. The negatives of processed foods, because they're in abundance. You go into a shop, you go into absolutely any store where you're buying foods, they're there in your face, marketing, bright colors, but those are not the colors I'm trying to get you, get your attention with. It's more so I'm going to touch on the negative effects of processed foods, okay? Takeaways, whether it be biscuits and cakes, those are not anywhere close to related useful for the body, okay? And when you realize that, if you are having them on a regular basis, that's something you need to change up. I used to have a completely different diet to what I currently have now. I used to have every Friday night, we used to have Chinese. Following that, we used to have pizza, microwave pizzas or oven-baked pizzas that were literally rubbish. And... All the other processed foods that come to mind straight away off the bat of that will be biscuits. You have biscuits in your house and you're telling yourself they're for guests, they're for the kids, they're for the neighbours, they're for whoever come to the house. Don't, because what you're going to end up doing is you're putting yourself in a situation where they're in the house and you're much more likely to consume something if it's in your house. Then you have the likes of breakfast cereals, which I don't recommend, other than the likes of a single ingredient, oats and organic oats. is such a simple switch up to your diet, getting more organic foods and being a grain into your diet and then white breads white bread is something that's highly refined which increases your blood sugar levels which following that gets you to what was up must come down leads to more cravings you don't want those things in the likes of your diet the other foods that are typically labeled as uh, processed foods contain trans fats whether they're crackers whether they're chocolates and they're not all chocolates created equally. The higher cacao content, the better it is. Like for it's, I suppose, it's a magnesium content. 
Trans fats are not something that you want in your diet. Fats are essential, and we'll be touching on that very shortly. So you want to realize that not all food is created equally, that trans fats are something that can raise your cholesterol. You don't want that. It can cause chronic illnesses such as heart issues later on in life. And what you do want to do is you want to try and add in magnesium in other foods. So cacao, as I said, is really important for your diet and reducing cravings. Magnesium is used for over three different, pro 300, three, three different, 300 different processes in the body. Just remember the film, 300. Yeah, there we go. So 300 different processes in the body, energy levels being one of them. So one of the main factors of people and reducing cravings is the other. So one of the main factors with people that I have on the program, the organic fitness program is the fact that they most certainly, when they start to improve their diet, they reduce their cravings and they also improve their sleep, which is quite linked. So in a separate episode, all discussing the topics of sleep and why I suppose sleep is really important. We'll just briefly touch on it here. So when you get a better night's sleep, you regulate your hunger hormones. There are two main hunger hormones. You have your leptin and your ghrelin. Ghrelin, I remember, hunger hormone, increased with poor night's sleep. The next thing is when you have the likes of more magnesium in your diet, it relaxes muscles, reduces anxiety, you sleep better. You're sleeping better because of these magnesium foods, cacao powder, 15 grams in a cup, mix it up, or making alternatives to that is something that I do recommend because it's that last cost fallacy. If you eat one healthy item, you're less likely and reduces the intake of processed foods in your life. So whether it's someone's birthday, an occasion that you're going to, or Christmas, you name it, bringing healthy alternatives that you make yourself, or you can get a health food shop before they making them yourself, because then you have an indication of what's exactly in them. And cacao powder being something that tastes quite similar to chocolate is something that I do recommend on a regular basis to people that I mentor. So, and what ends up happening is if you have those highly processed foods that contain sugar, it's something that actually pulls magnesium out of the body. So when you're doing that, you're reducing your likelihood of having stronger willpower for cravings. You're also preventing yourself from falling, relaxing and reducing, increasing anxiety. And as a result of that, all those things negatively affect your sleep, sleep being one of the pillars of health. You don't focus in on the foods. It's going to affect your overall life because what ends up happening is a spiral. You lend yourself to overeating because what ends up happening is we undereat the healthy type of foods and as a result of that we tend to overeat on the processed foods why because they're easy convenient and they're in abundance but eating alternatives is key i always recommend people either to batch cook if they're struggling with food choices or making sure that they have i suppose these single ingredient foods in their house that they can quickly either put in a pan adding some veg stock so they can hit i suppose a protein target of recommended about 30 grams per main meal okay reducing processed foods in your diet if you are looking for a quote-unquote cheat you can factor that in but if you're having them on a regular basis in your diet it's not something i recommend why because for the most part processed foods are not something that give you optimal energy levels. And if you are leaning towards, I suppose, liquid calories, another thing that I don't recommend, whether you want to say that you're going to have, or previously used to have fizzy drinks. I used to have, a long time ago now, used to have uh, 7-Up and Lilt and Fanta or things, for everyone remembers Lilt. Those were in my diet, but in smaller amounts. But I don't recommend them at all, because firstly, the sugar, and then 
also we'll touch on zero sugar, whatever examples, Coke Zero, Sugar, uh, 7-Up Free, uh, Monster Zero, all those things have sweeteners and those sweeteners have a negative effect in your gut health. Your gut health indicates whether you have cravings for certain type of foods. And it's something that I want you to make sure that you're doing as a result of either taking on information from myself on the Organic Fitness Program or just consuming it on a regular basis. I put out so much free content for you literally to take on board. It's important that you start to do that. Your gut bacteria is important and it is fed from whole foods. Negative effects are and do occur when you have excess amount of sugar. There's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria. When you have added sugar in your diet, the bad bacteria increase, which you don't want, which lead to more cravings, okay? And the fact that sugar is literally a, a strong, stronger uh, production, uh, stronger what? A stronger, what I'm looking for, there's studies to show the fact that sugar in comparison with cocaine, with animals, has been chosen over the likes of the drugs. So it's just a statistically put in the fact that if you are, suppose, trying to uh, realize how powerful sugar is, it's more powerful than uh, banned substances. That is my main point. So I'm going to say stick to cocaine, but don't even go near that. <laughs> so getting on to the next topic, okay? Every food item falls into uh, a protein, a fat, or a carbohydrate. So every food item in your house right now. So the food items that I definitely suppose want you to understand is what is a protein? A protein is something that's the building blocks into amino acids of all different uh, meat sources, whether it be uh, chicken, fish, meat sources, and those also complete, they're all complete uh, protein sources. Then the other ones, if you don't eat any of those, eggs are another one that are complete protein. Following that, you also have tofu and tempeh, you have hemp seeds, and then the next point is that those last three have fiber. Fiber is very important in your diet for improving your gut health. Anytime that I get people to, I suppose, improve their uh, food choices, they improve their gut health inevitably. Why? Because they're eating local, fresh, and organic produce that don't contain the likes of harsh chemicals such as glyphosate. Glyphosate is something that has a negative effect on your gut bacteria. We have more microorganisms found in our gut than we do cells in our body. This is really important. So if you were looking to suppose, understand then what's the next food item, what's the next second or the third macronutrient, which is broken down into fats, okay? Not all fats are created equally. So as we said, trans fats are something we don't want in our diet. You don't want to demonize fats completely. So adding in the likes of foods that contain healthy fats that are higher, higher in, I suppose, omega-3 organic foods. You have omega-3 and omega-6. Omega-6 is inflammatory, but you need a certain amount of that, boy, because we can't do it out because the body needs a certain amount. It's called the yin and the yang in relation to, I suppose, foods. So omega-3 is anti-inflammatory. You want more of those in your diet to reduce inflammation, to, I suppose, speed up muscle recovery from your training and your exercises that you're doing on a regular basis. All these things must remember are the two things the body runs on, proteins and fats. Carbohydrates are not essential. So in a fat loss phase, we reduce them down. So the last thing we want to touch on is carbohydrates. Carbohydrates isn't essential, but we use it. We, it is what keeps us and having a certain amount of energy in our body. Carbohydrates are something that I recommend that I eat. But in a fat loss phase, you reduce them down and having them at carb sensitive times. You're having them for breakfast typically, 
after, or after a workout. That's insulin sensitive times. That means it gets stored in your muscles. Why? Because that's like a bank. That's your wallet. That's your purse right there. Your muscles. I'm looking at my bicep right, or a shoulder muscle, whatever muscles you want. Your leg muscles. Once you empty them, empty your purse. You go shopping. You go working, walking. Uh, what ends up happening is the money in your account, <laughs> in your muscles, gets depleted. You fill that back up then when you eat carbohydrates. So if you do exercise, such as steps, steps is exercise, and you follow on that to a workout, you deplete down your bank account of your carbohydrates in your muscles. That ends up getting filled up first because if you have an overflow of carbohydrates, where does it get stored? It's stored as body fat. It also happens if you have, uh, I suppose, an excessive amount of any of the other macronutrients, fats, or I suppose, proteins. But for the most part, carbohydrates, most people are tending to overeat those because they're much more convenient than we call a protein or a healthy fat in the house. So how much to eat? I must line out that fats contain nearly double the amount of calories that proteins and carbohydrates have. But we're not demonizing those because we need them. The advantage of fats is it's something that helps break down proteins that we consume. It's also really important for skin health because it increases absorption of fat-soluble vitamins. This is why it's essential. It's essential why? Because the body cannot make it. Same with protein. We must consume protein on, on a daily basis. And in every single meal, you must consume protein to hit your protein target. Because this is the really uh, important point right now. Protein is satiating. Satiating prevents cravings. Less cravings, less likely that you're going to eat highly processed, low nutrient quality foods. So I want you eating the nutrient dense foods. I want you eating those whole processed foods in everything, every food item that you have. You can go towards the cheeses if you get them organically or grass fed is most important. Why? Because again, what's in the soil is then in the grass or the plants that the animals are eating that produce either milk, that produce a meat source or produce cheese that we consume if you eat those food items or if you're eating plants again higher nutritional quality when something is grown in regenerative agriculture such as organic produce or using minimal I suppose heavily intensified farming methods so it's always important to know where your food comes from understand food first then where it comes from is the next important point so how do you know how much I suppose, foods to eat in a day. Typically, the average person that I'm currently training at this moment in time is in around the 35. If you're below that, you're slightly different. If you're slightly above it, alter slightly. But this is just a grand, I suppose, average numbers for yourself to comprehend and take on point. So for the individual, if you're a female, you suppose getting 10,000 steps is my target. Why? Because walking is free. I recommend and is recommended to bump up your protein roughly to 30, if not 40 percent of your overall calories in a day and if you i do recommend people to track calories using an app why because that just gives them a better understanding of foods because the foods that we eat on a regular basis for breakfast for lunch or for dinner typically don't stray that far if you're eating some meats you then have a idea of what 100 grams of chicken is for example what 40 grams of oats contains 40 grams of oats is typically about 25 grams of carbs but i know this like times tables and that's the way you have to learn it too learning the and looking at these numbers once or twice Oh, how much carbs is in, we'll take the example of beans, of all these single reading foods, kind of goes, oh yeah, that's interesting. That's where I'm getting some of my carbohydrates. This, uh, they will give an example of meat source contains the likes of fats and it contains protein and no carbohydrates. That means carbs with that and some veg, low calorie we'll try to go with, is most certainly what I would recommend. 
And just as opposed to touch on the calories roughly for that individual, well, the female first roughly about 16,000 calories for that female, about 35 years of, old, of age of old. And following that, you would then, if you were a male, you would slightly up your calories. Why? Because we have a higher metabolism and due to the fact that we're not all built the same. So it'd be around 2,100 calories for a male. But all the same principles applies. The protein contains four kilocalories per gram. Carbs contain four kilocalories per gram. And fats contain more than double that. But remember, we're not demonizing any one of those. We have to consume those throughout the day in different amounts for your activity levels. If you weren't getting 10,000 steps, we would just reduce down, I suppose, the amount of food that you ate in a day. And that's absolutely fine. And then if you, I suppose, did more than 10,000 steps, or if you were more active in a day, then you almost certainly would factor, I suppose, that in. And it would be indicated on using your app that you can tell you exactly what calories to eat from whatever food you choose. I want people to understand food before they pick a diet. Every food item has calories. And it's important to remember, we need calories every single day. We need foods which turn into calories, but not all food is created equally. So foods grown in the sun, which is organic foods, our sun convert food from photosynthesis to produce nutrient-dense plants that we end up eating, whether it be kale, broccoli, beans, sprouts, turnips, potatoes, apples, tomatoes, cucumbers, and you name the vegetable. These all contain calories, okay? But if we're eat, eating vegetables on its own, it's not not what the body will be able to be performing optimal, at optimal levels for activities. So you need most certainly fats for your brain, for cognitive function, and also grounding uh, the likes of cacao powder will also help your sleep, which then inevitably will help you, suppose, have more energy levels the next day. Proteins, we need them in in certain amounts. I recommend 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kg. If you're pounds, you can burn that over. It's really important. Why? Because we're under-eating on protein food sources. We're under-eating them. And I always get people to have, I suppose, these type of foods <clears throat> in their press that they can literally have quick and easy and either do a quick stir-fry or minimal cooking at all with the likes of cracking in eggs, which are a complete protein and healthy fats. These are things that I recommend to people. Following the foods that I suppose are indicated from the list that I've just given you is I always get people to do those simple things. I get them to do their workouts that inevitably get them to eat higher, I suppose, carbohydrates because everybody loves and needs carbohydrates to, I suppose, function at optimal levels because that's the body's first source of energy. We have to remember that. Next point is when we're doing 10,000 steps, I always am recommending getting outside. Why with nature? You're connecting yourself, whether it's a bit of grounding or you're going out for a walk with friends, family members on your own, listen to a podcast. You can listen to this as you're moving about at the same time, which I do recommend. And you can break up your 10,000 steps into in the morning, get some steps after lunch, which I do recommend. And after your main meal, like I say, age and digestion, all these things are key. And it's really, I suppose, something that has to be nailed down. This is a statistical fact. If you have ever struggled with weight loss, you need to understand that to lose weight, you have to get into a calorie deficit. Calorie deficit is determined off your current height, your current weight, and your current activity levels. So that's deemed off weight, what steps you're getting in a day, what job you currently do. Do you sit down in an office all day, or are you moving about a bit, or are you getting 10,000 steps? Are you training at 20 minutes? Are you in more intermediate? Are you going for a 30 minutes workouts? Or are you doing any workouts at all because that determines the amount of food that you need to consume 
or you are allocated to consume to suppose help you to lose weight. This whole podcast is touching on you getting a better understanding of foods. And remember, you have to eat every day. Most people undereat foods. You undereat real foods and you overeat in the processed foods. And we typically reach for processed chocolates, biscuits, cakes, all those things, crackers, breads that are just easy to grab. But I want you to remember having foods ahead of time is key. That's why on the organic fitness program, you get a meal plan and you get, I suppose, macros broken down for you. And as a result of that, then there's also a shopping list that you can pick and choose from. No diets, no labels. Pick whatever diet you want. You want to do intermittent fasting, that's great. But come back a little bit. Come back to the basics. Are you hitting your three main macronutrients in certain amounts? Bump yourself up to 40, 30 to 40 grams of protein. In If you are using an app, bump it up. Go into your goals. Change that up. Are you supposed to eat enough healthy fats? because those are essential for the body. Are you eating carbohydrates? Most people are eating enough carbohydrates, but are you eating too much? What carbohydrates are you eating? Are you eating bread? What type of bread? I'd recommend sourdough bread over the likes of white bread, most certainly because it's fermented, good for your gut health, that is linked with reduced anxiety, depression, and aids in weight loss. Why? Because the microorganisms break down the material to help you have more vitamins and minerals when you have more vitamins and minerals you have more energy not all food is created equally and that's why i'm always critical of i suppose people adding greens people never tend to overeat on greens so in your fridge or in your freezer because most people end up asking me Coleman, is it okay to have fresh or frozen is it okay to have frozen which is better fresh or frozen at different times of the year it is most certainly recommended to have chemical free frozen food in your veg if you grow a little bit of your own or go to country markets and there's an abundance and there's a sale on, which if you go to country markets, there are sales just due to the fact that when in midsummer, the likelihood of them will be an abundance of tomatoes, of beans, which I highly recommend you to get your hands on. These are organic fitness foods. Why? Because beans contain not only plant-based protein, they also contain that fiber. Fiber is something that people are, I suppose, not eating enough of. And I want you to always have, as I said, these types of foods in your fridge. So you need to have dark leafy greens, whether it be kale, mixed salads, rocket, arugula, chard, spinach. These five or six things listed are nutrient dense and low calorie. They contain iron, magnesium and vitamin C. Those three things increase your energy levels. Women need double the amount of iron that men do due to their menstruation cycle and i have a separate episode with that i did that all talking about that if you want to check that out go back to that episode exactly and those things are nutrient dense but they're low calorie i have to emphasize that you put that into a pan with some onions and garlic and a protein sauce whatever protein sauce if you're on a vegetarian or, or plant-based meal a meal just a plant-based meal you can add in tofu or tempeh remember that tempeh is higher protein than tofu and then you will most certainly have to bump it up to hit your recommended 30 grams of protein per main meal with some hemp seeds. The beans, if you have beans, you can be from a tinned. You can most certainly add those in. And those are things I want people to remember that that is something that's quick, that's easy. Sprinkle on some veg stock. There is your 30 grams of protein in about 150 grams of tempeh. You have 100 grams of beans and you have hemp seeds. That is well under your 500 calories, could be 400, it depends on how much you put in. Roughly we'll say about, this. we'll average up about 450 calories per that meal. Have 100 grams of greens, have 150 grams if you want. Why? Because that's going to fill you up, okay, until your next meal. 
typically a salad type lunch as I like to call it. And those are key. You can add in cucumbers, you can add in beetroots there, you can add in tomatoes, whether it be tinned at certain times of the year, or you get some fresh ones that you're growing your own, or you're getting at a country market. The taste is amazing. These things are going to help you to, I suppose, get you into a calorie deficit. You eat that meal that's 450 calories for lunch, that is literally four, you have a breakfast that's roughly about 450 as well, maybe some eggs, maybe some sourdough bread or some oats as well. That's really easy and quick. That's going to help 450 and 450. They just say don't do mats on live. So 450 and 450, 900 calories. That is leaving you, if you're a female, 35, average steps, 10, just under 10,000, you have well over 500, which is massive. And having the likes of then the yogurt for dessert is what I'd highly recommend with some cinnamon and fruit. These things you have to have in your, in your diet. Complete proteins. Have some sort of either meats or jarred tofu or tempeh in a glass jar, preferably less toxins again, with your greens and yogurts. Those things you have to buy every single day. If you think you're running short, what's the other advantage you can also do? A tin of fish. Tin of fish will literally get you with some greens and some spices and any veg. You like beetroot, carrots, chop them up, put them in. Sprinkle a veg top, salt is allowed and is most certainly something that I do recommend when you're taking out processed foods because it's essential for the body too, I suppose, for everyone to realize that. We need salt in our diet. It's just that when we had processed foods, we had too much of them in our diet and that is not something that you want. So this is great. And these are just the things I want to go through for anybody who wants to understand foods for weight loss. And I'm going to recap and break it down again, just as we're cemented in through. We're talking about eating real foods. And when you eat real foods, such as some single ingredient, and what is a food that's single ingredient? It doesn't even have a label. You go to the grocery section where it has vegetables and literally, preferably if there was no plastic on it, it'd be great as well. But for the most part, I want people to try get organic things and get them chemical free if you're going to a country market. And the main difference is, but a country market, you were able to have a chat with the grower or the seller there at the large supermarket store. You don't even actually know where the food comes from, but I would have a preference towards people getting organic produce there. Why? Because you're supporting something that's not only beneficial for you, it's also beneficial for the environment. These are all small things. Okay. When I suppose we realize that negative foods such as trans uh, negative processed foods have trans fats that pull magnesium out of your, your, uh, out of your body with that added sugar that's also in those processed foods. So you don't want added sugar, reducing liquid calories, takeaways, you don't want them in your diet. You can factor them in. If you have an event, what you do is you reduce down your breakfast, you half the carbs, we're splitting the oats, this is a tip I use. So half oats, half courgette is something that you can do, adding in some pink and brown salt, I love pink and brown salt, is something with some greens and keeping your protein high for breakfast. If you're having a lunch out with friends or family members, there's your loads, there's what you call it, banking. Or if you're having meals or drinks for an occasion, that's a super way of doing it as well. Just reduce down your calories in some form or shape, if for breakfast or for lunch. And what you can do then is enjoy the meals. Okay, because I want people to enjoy food. You can have drinks, you can have meals out that are not optimal, but it's about factoring them in to make sure that you, I suppose, key point, stay in a calorie deficit, determined after your current height, your current weight, as I said, that it's really key that you understand that proteins are essential. And the added advantage of protein in your diet is it has a thermogenic effect. It burns calories as it's being digested. Fats don't have that. Carbs don't have that. And that is why I have an emphasis on 
for most people, they're under consuming protein foods to eat whatever protein foods that you have and can enjoy in your, I suppose, lifestyle. I don't call it a diet. I don't promote a diet. I want people to eat more foods. I want people to either, I suppose, go to a country market or grow a little bit of their own. Just get the best type of foods you possibly can to, I suppose, give your life the uplifting, up level up your life. Okay, and there's willpower involved in it as well. It's not easy to lose weight. Okay, it's not easy to give up processed food because it's addictive. It's the sugar, as we talked about. It's as addictive as as cocaine and other forms of drugs out there. So you need to have a little bit of accountability. And that's what comes from either a coach or a friend that you can also get to help you on your fitness journey. Because we're all, I suppose, starting from where we are now. Don't ever worry about the past. You cannot change the past. You need to change the future. And you can only do that from the food choices and the things and the situations that you put yourself into. If you don't want to be slippy, don't go to slippy places. All your friends are going out for lunch and dinner. Do you want to put yourself in that situation? You can, but it's making it a little bit harder for yourself. Do you have enough willpower? Are you strong enough to do that? If not, what you do is you don't go to those places or you have alternatives. As we said, bringing your lunches with you to work. Okay, saying no. Sometimes you have to say no to other people to say yes to yourself. These are all key. Understanding these foods and these principles that help you stay in, I suppose, the likes of a calorie deficit so that you can, I suppose, reach your fitness goals. But whether you suppose, must realize that not all food is created equally. And that's why I have an emphasis on the likes of local, fresh and organic produce. Okay, that's low calorie, that's nutrient dense, Add in your greens wherever you can in every single meal. Okay, add in fiber, which comes from vegetables. No one ever overate on fruit or vegetables. I recommend fruit. Okay, yes, I do. I'd rather people eat fruit and I suppose realize that it's going to keep them fuller until they get to another main meal. Bananas, apples, berries, preferably in season if you preferably can. And that's, I suppose, this week's, I suppose, message to you to take on board. And that's it. I. Love ending these uh, shows by saying stay tuned, stay classy and keep it organic.